Welcome to the brand called You. Normally we record this face to face and you see it on the internet. Today, due to the coronavirus, we're going to record it remotely. And the brand today is Dr. Raj Lakhanpal. Dr. Lakhanpal was educated in Amritsar Medical College, Royal College of Physicians in Glasgow, and then New York Medical College. He worked as an ER physician and then founded Health A to Z and uh, successfully exited from it by selling it to United Healthcare, one of the largest insurance companies. Then he founded uh, Spectromedics in 2009 and currently runs it. It's a very exciting company. We'll talk all about it today. So welcome to the show, Raj, and great to have you here in the first virtual show I've done. Thank you, Sandeep. Looking forward to it. My pleasure. So the first question, let's start off with your somewhat unique or at least not that common journey from being a physician to being an entrepreneur. What was more stressful, being an ER physician saving life every day or being a startup founder, you know, saving your company's life maybe every few years, as we all know? You know, um, as I think about it, so to become an emergency physician, it took me 14 years, uh, five years medical school, five years fellowship in the UK, four years residency in the US, which a lot of that was apprenticeship too, right? So four years you learn and do apprenticeship at the same time. So the, the path was much clearer, the, the, whereas an entrepreneurship, you know, I was into it, not knowing what to do, uh, just making things up every day as we went along. Uh, so I, you know, it, it, the emergency medicine and surgery too is based on protocols. It's a certain things we do, whereas entrepreneurship is very chaotic. Also, I think, you know, if I look at emergency medicine, my days in emergency medicine, uh, you are working eight to 10 hours a day and then you're signing out. Whereas <clears throat> as a CEO or as a entrepreneur, you're working 24 seven. Uh, and and, and if you, those of you who remember 2000, we went through a huge downturn in 2000. So I would say all in all, entrepreneurship was a lot more stressful than, than <laughs> So true, so true. Uh, there is no textbook that teaches yeah. you really to be an entrepreneur. And there is no training program that runs through apprenticeship and classroom training and labs to get you ready for it. Yeah, um, yeah. You've done this twice now. Um, and um, I would say both in the space of um, e-commerce space, health services, that's a hot area. Tell us more about how is Spectrum Medics making a difference in healthcare through analytics? So uh, if you look at uh, <clears throat> the US, right, we spend per capita more on healthcare than any other country in the world, right? If you look at our outcomes as a nation, our healthcare outcomes, amongst the developed world, they're probably in the bottom, you know, 10% or bottom 20%. So we spend the most, our outcomes are literally nearly the worst. And there's a movement going on today called value-based payments. And what value-based payments talk about is improving quality and outcomes and lowering costs. Our company delivers analytics to health plans, which are payers, so 
around value-based payments, uh, we analyze data. Uh, we analyze both what's called claims data and clinical data and other data sources, social determinants of health data, behavioral health data. We take those data sets, analyze it for opportunities to lower costs and also definitely improve quality and improve outcomes. And we partner with health plans. Again, big shift happening in the healthcare space is that the payers and the providers, the health plans and the doctors, hospitals are partnering, are collaborating to improve healthcare and value-based payments. So we deliver analytics to the payers so that they can share with the providers. Now, both your and my father were, were doctors and professors. Yeah. Um, from that time where it was taught, of course, as a science, but also there was a lot of focus on, you know, looking at the person, at the patient, interacting with the person, to the time where we are basing a lot of these decisions on data. How do you see it? Do you see medicine as an art or science? And what's the role of analytics in supporting a physician's care? A lot of medicine was pure art. You know, you walk a patient or you watch a patient come in, how is he breathing? How is he, you know, what is he smelling like? And that gave you a lot of clues, right? You, you palpate and you palpate means you feel the belly and it tells you, you know, from the pain, what's it like? Now, a lot of that is data-based, whether it's a CAT scan or it's based on lab work. You know, uh, it's a different world, but you know, it's now definitely a combination of art and science, more, maybe more science than art, but it's more precise. I think it's getting more precise. So it's I was getting better. Yeah, it's getting better for sure. So, I mean, you know, but, but still the, the art is still there. Changing gears, you sold your last company and very few people get to have a successful exit. So, so congratulations. And you sold it to a, a big giant company like United Health. What was the hardest thing in the transaction, in the transition? What did it feel like? Do you remember? It was some time ago, but what was the emotional journey? The transaction wasn't that difficult. The transaction was okay. I don't think the transition was difficult. You know, the transition was because see, it was uh, in many ways, it was my baby, right? Uh, there were many other very talented individuals who helped me build the company, uh, including my wife. Uh, uh, but, you know, in many ways, I thought of it as my baby. And uh, uh, it, it, one of the things Kunwal said to me, and Kunwal was my mentor, um, you know, and one of our board members, Kunwal Reiki, said to me, the moment you sell your company, remember, Raj, your price has been met. And uh, I, you know, kind of heard him, but didn't hear him, right? So the, the toughest transit point was that, look, you, you, you sold your company, now it's theirs, it's not yours. And that's something an entrepreneur takes time to, to kind of grasp with. And I did too, I learned that was the, emotionally, that was the toughest thing, you know. I hope it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, completely relate to that, that feeling that you were living breathing, thinking about something for years, and then suddenly uh, no more. I, I understand that emotional 
uh, wrenching feeling of, of waking up one day and say, I don't have to worry about uh, how to motivate people to do X, Y, or Z. This journey, and you mentioned Kanwal Riki, that's a, a good segue. Uh, you also, uh, like Kanwal, have been very active in Thai, and you were the founder of Thai New Jersey. First of all, thank you. I think that's a wonderful job you did in terms of building that uh, community of entrepreneurs here in this area of the country. How does that uh, help an entrepreneur and how did it help you in your journey? Thai founding Thai New Jersey, it was New Jersey, Philadelphia at that time, uh, was really a way of giving back for me. And if you think of it, as we talked about stress levels and starting a business, you're looking at a doctor who had never been to business school, whose parents were both professors, just like yours, right? My dad still, you know, buys the stocks high and sells them low. So, so that's the, that was our DNA, right? Now starting a business, right? So, you know, I didn't have a clue of how to raise money, no MBA, no how to raise money, how to run a business. So I think the thing I did, the smart thing I did is visit Thai Silicon Valley again and again, right? Uh, and uh, it, during that, those visits, I was able to convince Kanwal Reiki to invest in us. Kanwal at that time is one of the founders of Thai. And he invested in us. He put in a significant amount of money in us. And when he put money, others, very well-respected investors followed suit, right? So, and we became successful. We went through a very tough time in 2000, I had mentioned. Uh, almost went out of business, uh, and uh, and then we came back. Then we bounced back, and then uh, after the exit, I went to you know to Kanwal and said, "Hey, I want to help out. What can I do in Ta how can I help Thai Silicon Valley?" And he said, "No, the opportunity is in Thai New Jersey. Open up a new chapter." And, and you know, when we, I did that, I found there are many many entrepreneurs like me, many people who want to be entrepreneurs who are technically or who are very good as uh, as scientists, uh, whether engineers or doctors or PhDs, but do not know how to start a business where this kind of help is sorely needed. So very, I devoted three years to this effort uh, to building tiny Jersey, Philadelphia full-time. I wasn't doing anything else at that time. And really feel very gratified that, that many, many very smart, accomplished people have followed suit and really building the the ecosystem in New Jersey. I didn't realize you did that full-time for two to three years. That's a huge give back. You also have a distinction in my eye uh, in terms of having worked very closely with Sue, your, your lovely wife, in both your startups. And what's the secret of successful partnership, not just at home, but in business? Delighted and grateful to have Sue helping me. She is, he's been great. Secret is acknowledge her as the boss at home and acknowledge her as the boss at work, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, jokes apart. On the other side, you know, you got to, so I think of what we found to be the best uh, part of it is that you are, how does it work, right? You got to define roles very clearly. If you don't have role definition, then it becomes difficult because then you're, you know, second guessing each other. And secondly, I think, uh, you know, as a spouse, there is there is total trust, right? You, you're, you're people 
either I or her or any, anybody can make mistakes, but there's no, you know, there's no, you know that there is no cheating or there's, there's no, nothing else that's there. So, but other than, you know, have a house that you have separate rooms for each other. And so you don't, you know, you're not bumping into each other all the time and it works out. It's, you got to have a professional relationship at work. You know, you can't, it's not a spousal relationship, right? Do you bring back the discussions to home for or the dinner table? Boy, we live this business, right? So we, you know, we, we, we live the business. At least I live it 24 seven. She's a lot more balanced than I am, but uh, you know, do we, do, uh, we, we, we try not to, we try not, we do, but we try not to because you know, then you don't want to have that debate at the dinner table, we know that kind of thing. What is the most fun you had in the last um, one year? And, and let's exclude, and maybe it is in this last four or five months where we've been all cooped up in our homes due to uh, coronavirus. But what memories stands out as the most fun from the last three year? I, I tell you something, I have been having fun for the past three, four years now. I'm enjoying life. Something's changed in me. And, and I philosophically, I think I wake up in the morning and I give my brother this credit. He says, Bhaiya, do this. Bhaiya is like brother, right? I wake up in the morning and thank God for what I have. I start with that, right? Thank you for one, two, three, four, five. We've been, all of us have been so blessed. Seriously, we're all so blessed that we have so much. Look at this pandemic that, you know, 20, 30 million Americans that don't have a job. There are people who are falling sick and thankfully we're all you know, healthy right now. Your family, my family, right? So I, I'm having fun. I, you know, the business, I were building the business really. So most fun is probably, I don't know what brings most fun, but I, I know that I'm enjoying life. I am, I am building the business. I'm talking to myself now, we're building the business. That's a broad answer. Give me something nice, specific, that you enjoyed really going? Could be a movie, could be a trip, could be a meal, could be a conversation. We wanna know Raj as a person. I've lost 12 pounds since January. I work out. As a person, I work out. I am writing a book on healthy living. Uh, I've lost, I have reduced my blood pressure medicines. I am down in my from a pre-diabetic, I'm almost a no, not a diabetic. Seriously, I mean, I, those are things I feel great about. But I honestly, so to say, pick one thing that you really enjoy. I enjoy, you know, I, I've started learning swimming at my age. Uh, I know swimming now. I dance where I, I'm probably a klutz. I follow all those pretty girls. I see their moves and follow them. But I, <laughs> and you know, so now if I were to pick, an activity that I really, I've gone hiking a few times. It's, you know, I've got two young, well, not young, not so young, 20, mid twenties boys in their mid twenties. And thankfully they still go with us when we go out for a, an annual trip or a semi-annual trip. So, you know, we were in Myanmar, we have a cousin in Myanmar. We were there in, in December, really enjoyed that trip. Again, saw them and said, oh my God, told my kids to look how grateful we are, how blessed we are compared to, you know, where they are. And then also recently went, uh, what's Sue's birthday, we went to uh, Arcadia National Park, uh, 
did a lot of hiking. So if I were to pick one activity, that's a lot of fun. But truly, I am not a broad answer. It's a, I'm just enjoying life. It's a, the business also. Really building the business is fun now. We all aspire to be in that flow where day to day, uh, it's just a pleasure and and, and you've achieved it, and, and what better could it be? That's but great. I wouldn't say achieved it. I'm trying to get there. But it's, it's been you know, a fun journey. What's your biggest fear? At this moment of time, my biggest fear is the company fails, and I let down my investors, and I let down my employees. Honestly, that's my biggest fear. It's, so that's... So after 25 years of building business, success, exits, being the president of Thai as head of an entrepreneurial organization, you still live with that fear? Some entrepreneurs would say, what the heck? I'd never get rid of that fear. Well, that's me, right? You know, I don't know. How about you? Do you have that fear? Or you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, look, that's part of, uh, as Andy Grove said, the paranoid survive. There has to be that feeling in the gut of it that the buck stops here, I gotta make it work. So we all live with that. Anybody who's responsible for this, um, for any organization has that, uh, uh, has that sense. Uh, but I guess the, the question really addresses, do you approach it as something you're afraid of or something that you're working towards? And it's the emotional attachment to it that maybe something uh, maybe varies among people. I, you know, I don't know. But I, that's, if you ask me, what's my greatest fear? That's the fear that I- That comes to mind. Come to mind, yeah, yeah. We talked a lot about all your successes. All of us have had something we failed at. I don't know what's yours. What has been your biggest failure and, and what has been your learning from it? You know, Sandeep, so uh, again, you know, maybe I'll answer that broadly and then you can grill me and say, hey, well, <laughs> you know, I'm going to ask you for an example. <laughs> you know, but life is a, is a, you know, fortunately, I think for both of us, I mean, I, as much as I know you, uh, it, it, we've not had, a, at least I've not had, a, well, a huge failure. I've had a bunch of failures and uh, from which I've recovered, stumbled and fallen and stood up and moved on, right? And if you look at life's journey, I can't say this was the biggest failure. I've had my share of failures, plenty of them, right? Uh, but I can't point, at least I can't point to one and say, oh my God, uh, you know, this was my greatest failure. But jokes apart, I've had my share of failures in every, in every facet of my life. So it's not like, you know, I don't have, have not had failures. Well, I'm going to ask you questions in which you will no choice to give me a broad answer. You're going to pick one of the two options I give you. Katrina Kaif or Angelina Jolie? You know, I've watched more of Katrina Kaif's movies, so I guess Katrina Kaif. Uh, paratha or pancake? Oh, paratha anytime. Uh, prestige or growth? Growth. Personal and professional. Definitely personal too and professional, both. Rolls Royce or Ferrari? Neither. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite car? Tesla? You know, I drive a Tesla. I'm not, it's, it's a great car. I love it. 
I feel good about driving it, but it's not like cars. I mean, I need a, I don't need the fanciest car to be happy, right? So. Dial back to 1996, 24 years ago, you are just about to leave your, what you thought was stressful ER job and start a company. What advice would you give yourself? So what would advice would I give myself? Think before you leap, you know. Knowing it, what you know, you would not have left? No, I would have left. I, I just wanted to start a business. I mean, and most entrepreneurs want to do that, right? They want to start a business. But I wonder if, you know, I started in population health or I started a website. I could have, you know, I, I don't know. You, you can't second guess yourself, sure. you know, what, what you do. I can tell you the advice I give my children when they roll their eyes, you know, I, I, we would, that may be, my son started a business and he's doing well. He's doing, the joke in the family is, Pop, he's doing better than you are right now. So, hey, I, I read his updates, uh, Raj, uh, he's doing well. Uh, you know, I would not uh, compare anything, but he's doing well. And I'm so proud to see the, the progress he has made over the last couple of years. Fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very proud of him. Very, very proud of him. What advice would I give to Raj uh, 25 years back? You know, you're going to run into a lot of challenges. You're going to have a lot of failures. Just be doggedly determined. Don't give up. You know, that's all I can say, you know. That's a, that's a good uh, mantra anyway. So my final question, if you were to describe your brand in your words, 10 words or less, what would it be, Raj? determined, motivated, always trying to learn more, to contribute more, personal aspect, uh, professional aspect, and towards the clients too. Determined, motivated, always learning. That's Dr. Raj Lakhanpal, the brand for today. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And thank you, Raj, so much for giving us your time. Thank you, Sandeep. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.